everybody. This is the Dan and Aaron Like Orama. Music! That was beautiful. I know, right? Hey! <laughs> it's uh, Dan and Aaron. It's the Like Orama. And today we are talking about someone that I think is super duper awesome and I'm one of millions at this point a comic book writer by the name of Kelly Sue DeConnick. It's me! It's me! You're gonna talk about me! You're... Uh, oh, Kelly, okay. You sound different, Kelly. Anyway, alright. So who are you gonna talk about? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking about the comic book writer extraordinaire and uh, she means a lot more than that to a lot of people. Kelly Sue DeConnick who is okay. fabulous and very uh, not just clever and smart but um, a lot of what she does is downright inspiring to a lot of people. Um, Neat. I am ready. Throw it on me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to learn about exciting uh women like kelly sue i i love i love people that are involved in the comic industry uh especially women that are involved in the comic industry that are not just comic writers but then also become a cultural force for good it's and i'm, I'm not being sarcastic here this is like yeah one of my I mean... favorite things to do is is watch on twitter as these these women that have gotten involved in writing DC and Marvel uh, for niche comics and then end up writing for the mainline comics are like not just amazing writers, but then they'll randomly come out of the woodwork and be like, hey, a back project that I was working on is that we funded everyone's school lunch in a random <laughs> county in the middle <laughs> right. of nowhere. And it's like, whoa, you're yeah. doing that too? You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, go cool on. Stuff I'm sorry. Like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and she is, prim I would say, primarily known for not rebooting, but reimagining Carol Danvers as she was changing from, Cap from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Neat. Okay. So you back know. in the day, Captain, well... Back in the back in the day, Captain Marvel mm -hmm. was Shazam. But right. there was also another guy called Captain Marvel who was uh, a Kree warrior from space and all this. And Miss Marvel was his sidekick. And okay. uh, she was sort of yeah, like... Yeah, because I know that today Ms. Marvel is like teenage Ms. Marvel and she's got like... Yeah, and she's, she's Kamala she's Khan. She's kind of got Miss... Doesn't she have um, uh, Mr. Fantastic's uh, stretchy arm, like, yeah. punchy fist ability? Okay. Yeah, now right. Miss Marvel is Kamala Khan, and yes, right. the comic book is pronounced Kamala. The vice presidential candidate is Kamala, so we're, mm. we're, uh, we're learning to Making... pronounce the same name different ways. Yeah. The same Making written name. Cultural distinctions as well we should be. Well, I know um, Kamala, her mother is Indian, I think, and 
Kamala is Pakistani American. Okay. So that's the distinction. Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, Kamala, sorry, I just did it. So Kamala Khan is a high school student who is an inhuman, does her, uh, Terrigen mist metamorphosis comes out stretchy. Yeah. And so, she is okay. like a so Captain Marvel fan girl. Concept from the Inhuman universe. Yeah. Neat. Okay. And so, All and right. that was when they sort of they sort of put more and more and more emphasis on Inhumans uh, because Fox owned the X Men and Disney Marvel didn't. So they were like, "Well, why do we want to keep making cool comics about these?" folks when we can just have any humans instead and so they pushed that a lot but now i mean x-men kept going strong the whole entire time and now they got rebooted and they're awesome like the last year of x-men oh it's crazy it's so good anyway none of this has to do with kelly pseudoconic but (laughs) kamala khan is second generation is that what it means when your parents moved here and you were born here. Yeah, that uh, sounds right. Second generation American. Yeah. That generation. And uh, so she's uh, Pakistani American. Uh, yeah. She's Muslim. Her her family's faith, it plays a big part in the story. And she is a Captain and Marvel. this is the character. This is the character uh, Kamala Khan Yes. In the story universe, in the Marvel story universe. Okay. Just, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just setting watermarks. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. And she's a Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers fangirl. And so they meet oh, and they me. hang out. And then they're like, oh my, like, you like me and you think I'm cool? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's like okay. that. It's All super right. endearing and great. I love oh, Miss Marvel. Um, okay. So before that happened, the oh, I old... gotta get my hands on some of these comics. This sounds great. Yeah, Miss Marvel, super great, and Captain Marvel, super great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, at, uh, prior to that, Carol Danvers went from being Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. And the main difference is Captain Marvel wears pants. Whereas Miss <laughs> Marvel was in, Miss Marvel was in kind of like a one piece bathing suit right. with right. Uh, a red, uh, like, scarf tied around her. Right. Well, she had the '80s Marvel. I yeah. I, I have seen the the images of her before, and, and she kind of had the same thing that every '80s Marvel character had going on, yeah. where it's like one piece bathing suit is color A, the legs and the arms are going to be color B, and right. that's it. Because <laughs> when you're when you're fighting evil scientists and monsters and alien right. empires, you know you. Right. Uh, you gotta have your as much skin exposed as possible. Yeah, yeah. You want to expose as much of your body as possible using narrow fabrics, right? Yeah. Which I, I, I think I feel like kind of. I mean, the, no, the not 80s. even fabrics. Just your skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. Yeah, Power Girl anyway. and Wonder Woman comes to mind. Anyway, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. one of the first things. Uh, so yeah, Kelly Sue did a did a. They're like, all right, we're going to, she's still the same person. We're keeping the same person. Because before she even started, they were like, oh, great. Here comes the angry feminist going to come ruin my childhood with this character. Which, who is it again? 
like you know no one cared about Captain Marvel yeah. really right. and then right. as soon as you're like oh well I'm gonna make her cool oh god you gotta be all uh, ruin right. my childhood angry woman yep um and so she made she uh she fleshed out her biography and made her a richer character uh based part of it on her childhood she she made uh I don't know if she made it or if she was already um, uh, Air Force pilot. Because Kelly Sue grew up on Air Force bases. Her father was in the Air Force. So she grew up on those bases and she knows what it's like to be to be a, a base kid. Okay. You know, moving All right. around so I, I misinterpreted what you said because I thought that you were saying that Kelly Sue McCormick was a uh, an Air Force vet. But okay, so she's a she's an Air Force brat. And yeah, 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 yeah. Knew, her father she, was she had in grown the up in the culture. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And so she comes from the perfect position to be writing that stuff. All right, I'm tracking. All right. So yeah, so that's what she's most known for. Probably is reinventing Captain Marvel. Um. She also did Pretty Deadly, which people go bananas for, rightly so. She did my favorite thing she did, which is Bitch Planet is an amazing comic and uh now her big deal job is uh working on aquaman and she did the same thing she did with captain marvel she didn't she didn't turn mira into aquaman but she reimagined him it's the same guy but he's interesting now (laughs) that's sort of her that's sort of kelly sue's magic power she's done a lot of writing on a lot of properties and it's like wait a minute this person is like a c-list you know person that don't really care about i'm gonna make them awesome i'm gonna make these characters dc right where are you saying aquaman dc or is aquaman dc or marvel aquaman's Uh, dc aquaman's justice league aquaman is dc and then submariner is marvel right yes Yes, and yes, they, yes. they're basically the same kind of character archetype. Uh, yeah, but ex- yeah. yeah. except right. for a long Got time it. Aquaman was a dork and Submariner yeah. was, he's always been broody and angry. And right, sullen. right, yeah. I remember they kind of draw him as like Spock of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, he has the Spock ears and the pointy right. eyebrows and he's always, he's always mad. Yeah, he's got um, the frowny face. Okay, all right, got it. So yeah, like her, the way that she reimagines characters without rebooting them, you know, like without, it's not, you know, oh, well, well, Superman's really angry and emo now. Like, no, you don't do that. You don't, you don't copy another character and paste it onto what you've got. She keeps in, in the stuff that's not her original stuff, I should say, when she comes into existing properties. Um, she keeps what works and if there's like a blank spot she'll fill that in but leave the rest you know it's not like well none of this happened now like it's still canon but it's like but they're also like this right right which is really cool and that's a really cool uh skill so she's filling in the holes in the corners of the character that obviously weren't there before. 
Yeah, and not like they were okay. missing. It's just but just nobody you could nobody also had spent do the this. Time kind of fleshing out the character in that way. Yeah, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so okay, we do a, a sort of a fast forward on her. So uh, so Kelly Sudeconic, she is born. I think she's from like Ohio, but uh, moved around on Air Force bases. Um, and she talks about how on those military bases, uh, comic books are a big, um, uh, sort of touchstone cause it's consistent uh, everywhere. Yeah. It's a way right. to tap into the same, uh, sort of rest of the country. And you know, when she's. Right. Uh, a smidge older than us. She's not like old, but she's yeah, a, a hair older than us. So yeah, it's the days like mm. you know you didn't have cable. You know, cable wasn't right everywhere. Uh, so right. the you one know, thing that ended up remaining a constant, whether you were flying into uh, Osan Air Base or whether you were flying into Fort Bragg or wherever, was that you could go to the local PX and you could expect that uh, there on the comic rack at the PX would be the next issue of the Marvel or the DC run that you're following. Okay, exactly. Tracking. Exactly. So right, it's like, right, oh, right. cool. I can keep some, yeah, some consistency, some right. continuity okay. in your own life. New school, right. new friends, new kids, new adults, right. new state, new country yep. maybe. But this is, the, is comforting. This yeah, continuity exactly. is comforting, which is great. Right. And uh, so, yeah, her, she said uh, if she did good on stuff, her mom would get her Wonder Woman comics because she was like, oh, this is some girl comic. I don't know. And it's like, you know, this this badass Amazon going around whooping up dudes. And it's like, yeah, it's badass Wonder Woman. Cool. And so she's reading. Right. It's like, yeah, badass one of them. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine like present day Kelly Sue's head on a little kid. And like, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like reading and be like, yeah, 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 let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get her cool. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So she that's how she's sort of growing up on these uh, Air Force bases and uh, mm-hmm. goes o- goes off to college. Uh, I think she was a drama major. Um, starts getting into uh, the comic book industry. Um, she did a lot of, uh, um, is it manga or manga? I grew up knowing it was manga, but my eldest, my older kid said, oh, no, it's manga. I was like, oh, really? I've heard it referred to as manga, but I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, I'm old enough and I don't really care. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't yeah. want to, like, give people the bleeding ears because I said it wrong. Um, yeah. So, but, yeah, she did a lot of uh, translation. Hey, man, if they yell at us, it means that somebody listened to the podcast. So, you know, hey, that's yeah. good, right? <laughs> Hate mail proves you exist. Woo! Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so so she did a lot of translating from Japanese into English uh, comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like tons and tons of it. Um, so she mm-hmm. did that for a long time. And uh, and meanwhile, she was making connections and meeting people and stuff. And um, that's how she met the guy who would become her husband, Matt Fraction, who is also a really cool... Oh, 
yeah, comic writer. This stuff is awesome. Yeah. I've, like, Kelly Sue and Matt are, like, my favorite creative couple. Mm-hmm. They're just terrific. I love uh, both of them individually. I love the two of them together. She posts pictures of her kids online, and I'm like, oh, your kids are cool. They remind me of my kids. Oh, I like your kids. Uh, And, like, her kids are super cool. Like, the whole family is, like, artsy and independent and quirky and great, and I just, oh, I just want to high-five all of them all day. Right, right. Um, So, and, and I should point out, so Matt Fraction, her husband, he did, uh, he did the Iron Man uh, story that uh, the movie was based on. I think that might have been someone else who I don't really want to talk about because bad things came out about him. Um, uh, hmm. And uh, he, but he did, uh, he did his Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye from like ten years ago, eight years ago is fantastic. Hmm. Uh, like everyone boos Hawkeye in the movies, in the Avengers movies, because right. you think, well, that sounds dumb. But the comic is like Hawkeye in his apartment building when he's not with the Avengers, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's so creative. Like, there's a, there's right. a part of his story is he, uh, he has like a ton of hearing damage. So he's like, very very Mm. very close to death he has a a big hearing impairment and so there's an episode where like he's he doesn't have his hearing aids in right and so like it's a comic in sign language which is really like oh yeah i've never seen that that's really cool right right and there's one issue that's awesome he has a dog uh that they just call pizza dog because he was eating a piece of pizza um, and there's an issue where it's from the dog's perspective oh, and he's yes. sort of, when you do the paradigm shift and you do it from the, the baby or you do it from the dog character. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love when story, yeah. When, especially when comics do it, because there's so many goofy gags you can pull off. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, within the, within the context of the, the narrative framework, you say, Oh, well you can, you can tell it this way because, that's all the dog's going to know, you know, or that's all right. the kid's going to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, Love uh, it. like the word balloon would be like, dog, pizza, outside, you know, and like 90% of the words are just gibberish, but he knows some of the words, you know, he's like, Clint, outside. Cause you know, Clint Barton. Um, yeah. And so, and like, he's guided by nose and sense, smells, hmm. which is, it's just Neat. really cool. And it has like a legitimate story and like rising tension. You're like, oh man, I hope this dog is going to do it. I hope he accomplishes the thing he set out, set out to do. It's a, oh, it's I'll, a great comic. I'll be honest with you, that comic had the perfect opportunity to do some scratch and sniff panels. It's really unfortunate <laughs> that they didn't, you know. <laughs> well, it also would have made it cost twice as much, probably. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, Maybe I mean, you know, to be able to smell diamond like Martin's butt, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, I'd pay for that. Heck yes. 
<laughs> Get Jeremy Renner on the phone. Right, hey, uh, right, right, how, right. How much for me to smell your butt, Jer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's um, like maybe the first panel, you, you have to smell Clint Barton's butt, and then at the end, it's like, help solve the mystery. Whose butt is this? And you have like <laughs> six scratch and sniff butts that you have to figure out. Anyway, I'm sorry. We've gotten too entirely focused on the idea of smelling uh, uh, the hind yeah. end of Hawkeye. So, yeah, you go ahead and take so, the again. <laughs> just to wrap up sort of the people orbiting Kelly Sue before I gush about her all the, all the day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he did, uh, he did Hawkeye. He did some really good Iron Man runs. He did Sex Criminals, which just finished up, which I completely love him and chip sadarsky did sex criminals which is an incredible comic book that i recognize the name chip sadarsky i know i've seen him do other stuff and i can't remember what right now he's doing daredevil uh he did the howard the duck reboot um he he did uh defenders uh he's doing a lot of marvel stuff he's chip's great he's super good um but yeah, Sex Criminals, it started out, it was going to be like a, a 70s sex comedy. And very quickly they went, oh, wait a minute. We're talking about mental illness a lot. Right. Huh. And we're talking about side effects of meds. And we're talking about, you know, the, the, the gender spectrum and the sexual spectrum. And right. all these different flavors of uh humanity and life experience and the letters column immediately went a light year ahead of the comic and kind of took over and it is it is the greatest letters column every issue is astounding and it's like a whole community of people and they're talking about you know uh, after I attempted suicide, I woke up and this happened and that made me get off my butt and start doing this. And I'm like, wow, you wrote that huh. into strangers in their, in their naughty parts comic. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> what is going on? It was yeah. something. How, how are you getting away with this in a, uh, Marvel, uh, comic? How, well, how it was image. So that, that oh, helped image. a lot. So, yeah. It's, this is okay. <laughs> image okay. is all so created around, so you can to, do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Image, you got a lot more runway. But yeah, it's something real special. Um, anyway, all that's to say, uh, she has good taste in 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 that guy. So, <laughs> getting back to Kelly Sue. So, uh, so yeah, she met Matt Fraction over there, and. Um, by the way, I recognize. I recognize where I, I know Chip Zdarsky's name from. It's from the these uh, Spider-Man runs. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He did because, some great Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, because that was... There was a brief period of time Those decades where, books. The 60s, the yeah. 70s, the 80s. That was an awesome book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his name uh, related to Marvel Comics. That's the other place that I know him from is Civil War. Because that was the period of, I I bought every Civil War and Civil oh, War yeah. II comic because I just I loved that concept of like everybody coming together over a fundamental 
um, yeah. are you in or are you out concept? And that was Civil War too. Because, yeah, yeah, because if there's if there's one thing that Marvel does really well is crossovers about metaphors for fundamental human rights, and mm-hmm. like Civil War was good for that. Civil War Two was just as impressive. So yeah, 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 I've got all of this. That's where I knew his name from. And that one also is centered around uh, Captain Marvel. It was instead of the fight between Captain America and Iron Man and yeah, like in Civil War right. uh, yeah. about the registration that was uh, Captain Marvel saying, well, we have to do this and this and this and you're yeah. either with us or against us. Yeah. And then you see all yeah. the fallout and who turns against her and you're like, oh, geez, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I also love in, for the, uh, the old Civil War, which was what, like 2004, 2006, something like that. It was 2003 through 2004, okay. and it kind of wrapped up in 2005. I remember because I, I basically spent um, the Fridays after I would cry over the fact that I might barely pass my electrical engineering classes oh. going and purging my brain of anything related to engineering by reading, like buying five or six different civil war comics and being like civil war spider-man civil war plastic or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or fantastic four you know sure whatever i don't care i just want to see how they all tie together so i don't have to think about anything else for the next two hours you know? yeah yeah i remember the time because the the timeline because it was early 2007 when i got my first uh office job at the place i work now and a uh, guy nice. a few cubicles down from me sent me a link where someone had done a webcomic where they scanned the entire main story of Civil War and wrote in they replaced all the word bubbles. Oh wow. And and it was like a it was like a parody of Civil War. And <laughs> it was so arch and so funny. It was the same story, but it was like it was now it's everyone ridiculous. was exaggerated and it was hilarious right. and great. I have no idea where to find it. I'm sure if you Google Marvel Civil War, you yeah. know, parody, parody. yeah, right. satire, right. it'll come up. But what I loved was uh, every time Wolverine spoke, all he said was, Bub, Bub, snicked, <laughs> snicked Bub, 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 snicked. Snicked yeah. bub. <laughs> yeah, you don't need much out of Wolf. I mean, he's a wonderful character. I love him very much. He's one of the biggest reasons I'm into X-Men, but when it boils right down to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, to be fair, that's definitely not true of the Chris Claremont era, but, you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that dude. Anyway, so Kelly Sue. So she's over here uh, hanging out in online forums and on websites and stuff. Uh, she's translating uh, manga. This is like the mid-late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, 2006 was the first original writing, not translation, that I found of hers uh, f- uh, for Image, uh, coincidentally, a comic called 24. Um and then from there, she did a, a lot more stuff for Image. And then uh, she sort of starts getting noticed. Uh, she makes the move to Marvel 
I want to say 2010. She does a bunch of Avengers stuff. Um, a lot of, and you know, it's Marvel and Marvel and DC. They have to like restart every series after like five or six minutes. And so there's, you know, if you look at her bibliography, it's like 30,000 issues of 31,000, uh, volumes of Avengers. And it's like, okay, because they can't changing it what are what's what's it called this month um mm-hmm. yeah and so she was like uh she's like misreliable you know she's just right. one of those in there we need someone to do this get kelly sue on the line like she always brings mm-hmm. to the goods um right. and so it's in that period when she gets hold of carol danvers and this is a late 2012 i think when she makes the leap from Miss to Captain Marvel. And that's when okay. she started getting a lot of attention from dirtbags who were, who were like, Boo, lady, uh, gross, uh, lady, open her mouth, that's stupid. Is and this the same time window as Comicsgate, or is Comicsgate later? That was later. Okay. But it's yeah. definitely the same uh, same crowd. collection. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and <laughs> and actually, uh, that reaction is what inspired her to do Bitch Planet, because she was like, <laughs> she said, uh, she said in interviews, it's like, you want to see an angry feminist? Here's an angry feminist comic. I'll give nice. you one. <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh my God, I adore Bitch Planet so much. It's another image comic. And so the premise of the story is on Earth, um, the sort of unofficial misogyny has become codified into law. And if a a woman acts unladylike uh, what they call non-compliant then she is sent to a prison colony that is off planet it's off world I forget if it's on Uh, the moon or if it's a space station I think it's anyway but it's off you leave the planet earth and you're placed in this prison colony uh, and they're all in orange jumpsuits or like red jumpsuits and uh it's kind of orangish reddish depending on the the uh, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've actually cracked the spine on the book. I have them all on the bookshelf over there, but I'm too lazy to stand up. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're all in like overall like coveralls, um, jumpsuits, and they're basically up in this like space colony doing manual labor as punishment for you know not being subservient for opening right. their lady mouth. Uh, for... So it's the logical conclusion of a Handmaid's Tale. Exactly. <laughs> it's Handmaid's oh, Tale in Lord. space. <laughs> and oh, it is so freaking good. Because okay. right. it's, again, it's it's combining its genres. It's, you have, right. what's, oh, God, what's it called? There's a, a kind of movie, it's like, 
instead of black exploitation, it's like women exploitation. What's the what's the fem exploitation? No, that's the one that I've. Oh, is that a name for something? But it's like it's like women's prison movies where they're like Are there's a Are you sure it's not femsploitation? F E M Maybe it is, I don't know. I'm I'm digging it now. Um The act of marketing a product or film using feminist talking points as an emotional appeal to sell you your Oh, that doesn't sound like it at all. No. Sexploitation. Anyway, That's that what could it be is. It. It's not femsploitation, it's sexploitation. Um, it's the, no, it's, the it's not concept. quite that. It's it's more like specifically there's like a a trope of women behind bars, and it's sort of part Handmaid's Tale, part yeah. women behind bars, and part space. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And it is feminist as hell, and <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and similar to Sex Criminals, what if the if the story of Bitch Planet wasn't cool enough, the other side stuff in the comic is great. You know, like think up till about the eighties, not really into the nineties, but up to like the eighties, or like fifties yeah. to eighties in a comic that you would flip through and there'd be a page where it's like, Hey kids, here's you know, 40 little square boxes and cheap yellow print where you can, right. you know, mail order something, mail order a magic yeah, right. trick or a toy or a hat right. or whatever. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like that, but instead of 40 little boxes, it'll be like one or it'll be like two or three or four or maybe like 10 larger boxes. And it's like, you know, it'll be advertising products like, Oh God! Like grossly, 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 absurdly misogynistic products. <laughs> and so this was kind of an, uh, a meta thing that they that they put in for uh, for Bitch Planet, uh, yeah. for for the gag, basically. Yeah. Okay. But it's right, it's kind right. of like they're not. And when I say they're absurdly misogynistic, what I mean it's the way that they're talk, the way they're spoken about and described okay. is absurd. It's, it's, right. it's peeling off the mask, the sheen of politeness. So instead of, you know, like there'll be an, uh, an ad for a douche and instead yeah. of, ah, smell radiant like the spring, it'll right. say right. your crotch stinks. You're gross. <laughs> Fix yourself. Like, put this up here yeah, like right. extremely <laughs> blunt like it, it makes the subtext text okay right, right right so it's on the nose it's taking all of these i'm i'm not a big fan of the word but microaggressions all of these subtle unspoken attacks that women yeah. are hit with in every medium every day it pulls it straight to the every front. second yeah and and making them blunt. You're mm-hmm. wrong. Your body's wrong. Your face is wrong. Your smell is wrong. Your hair is wrong. Right. Your colors, mm-hmm. the different colors on your face are wrong. Everything's wrong. You're wrong. Um, which, which is like, 
Which every is everything marketed to like is You're wrong. Oriented. Yeah. Oh, and it's so fucking frustrating too. Yeah. Because you're wrong. Yeah. Buy this and be a little bit less wrong. Right, right, right. Want to keep up with, you know, Miss Jones down the street? Well, what about, you know, and yeah, and it always shows the women in an awkward position where for some reason, some way, shape or form, it just so happens that the 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 thing they did or the the clothes that they bought or the clothes that they bought for their children, that's the one that drives me nuts, uh, is wrong. And it's like, oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, it's all this. But so this is just like you didn't. It's fake ads, which I love a fake ad. My favorite. It's probably my favorite thing in the world to have is fake ads. My old podcast, Bunkum, was full of fake ads. I love fake ads. <laughs> um, Heck yes. And so uh, we started doing fake ads on Restory. Uh-huh. Um, yep. So and there's no reason to have them. It's just, oh, we could do this. And yep. it it makes the subtext text. It makes yep. all these horrible messages into actual messages like text in your face this is what we've been telling you your whole life and now we're admitting it it's that oh i love it it's so good Mm. and then on top of that after the story is over on the back the last few pages it'll be an essay from a guest writer who's like a feminist scholar or Mm -hmm. a a critic or a, you know, someone will be like, well, here's why women's prisons need reform. And there'll be an essay right, about like, right. what is, inter- like, let's break down intersectionality and why it's important and what it means and what it means right. for you and what it means mm-hmm. for me, you know, and right. just all these like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I thought I knew mm-hmm. that, but I didn't think of this mm-hmm. other facet of it. That's interesting, and I need you know, I, I'm, I needed to know that. I'm glad this smart person told me. <laughs> I, w- I would bet that this this this. Uh, so you said this is image, right? Early late nineties. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, 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 no. This uh, no? bitch planet started in twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So yeah, 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 then, yeah. You know that same crowd is that same crowd. Then it's probably. I would guess based on, on some, some of the, the folks that I follow on Twitter are probably fighting us the, the, the same good fight with, um, uh, I don't want to say the fight or the combat or the war, but like basically the, the, um, the divisiveness that has occurred between, um, uh, trans, ex- trans exclusive radical feminist turfs and, um, the trans community, uh, yeah. which is something that has become a recent issue because J.K. Rowling decided to kind of come out as a turf. She, and, and, she yeah, is one which, of the big, she has the biggest megaphone, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, everyone right. has so a little tiny megaphone, but she has a really big yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, that's and that's part of it. And, and with the, and this is another thing where the fan base completely took over. Just like when... Yeah. And Kelly Sue has, like, this enormous fan base now because when she adapted Carol Danvers and gave her this Air Force backstory that was a lot more concrete and real and, like, her first issue on it, I think it's the first couple pages. She talks about, you know, uh, have you ever seen a little girl fall down? 
and she's running and she's going so fast that she loses control of her legs and before she hits the ground for a second she's flying and you're like <laughs> wow that's cool and yeah and they put it they did it in the movie where this recurring motif of she keeps getting up she keeps getting yeah. up yeah she keeps getting which up which was just a fantastic it was great oh, yeah i loved, I it. loved that yeah, yeah and and brie brie larson really killed it and she was a really good and like years before they even said they were making one she was like hey if you ever do a captain marvel movie i'll totally do it if you need someone to, to play her i'll do it and then they said hey we're gonna do this movie it's just hey i'll do it right so <laughs> how bitch about planet, me bitch planet oh my god i cannot believe it so this this is also one of those things where it's like because like we've been stuck in this like perpetual never-ending hell vacuum of death for the at least the course of the past four, four years i did not realize that captain marvel only came out last year like i felt like it oh was i so know further back but <laughs> yeah yeah now well, I this think is about this like, is a uh, mid to late so september out, today's like yeah, the 25th it, it, it's 26th something yeah. like that of september uh Captain Marvel came out. I want to say March, March, March of 2019. Yeah, so that's so why yeah, it feels year like and a half ago. Two years ago. Yeah, year and a half um, ago, aka the, 26 years ago. Oh my God! Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. So, I, the thing that was really, 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 really fun about Captain Marvel, both as a movie itself and as a media cultural phenomenon was watching um, that same community of uh, comic misogynist, comic book misogynists. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that you were talking about with, with uh, Kelly Sue's, uh, you know, their, their kind of thrashing resulting in Bitch Planet. I love that the culmination of that was the cinematic response in Captain Marvel of her... Um, like beating the daylights out of out of the character that tried to dominate her, and then and yep. then is uh, is like you have to fight me, you have to fight me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I it's me, it. and I I'm the star, and I know the rules, and these are my rules, and you have to do it. Debate yeah. me, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so great. No. No, <laughs> yeah, no. it's wonderful, and yeah. she has a cameo in Love it. it. Yeah, um, oh, she a, does. Oh, there's neat. a part where. Uh, she's going she's like going through a subway or something it's at a subway station or a train station or something and she kind of bumps into kelly sue and she's like oh and she has this oh, awesome face and she's now. like oh yeah i just and, did a uh, google search on it oh man oh, that explains why she looks at her like yeah oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's just like That's this so like great. how dare you this like smelling shit face and I think that's right. the only Marvel movie that, that uh, my wife, Mary, has seen. We saw it together, and I was like, this has got to be so cool, this has got to be so cool. And I was like, did you like it? Did you like it? Did, do you like comic books now? Am I cool now? And yeah. she's like, yeah, I like that one. That was good. <laughs> yeah, Normally, we I would go to like, now. we would, uh, because, you know, in a movie, you don't, like, talk to each other. And so we would right, go to, right. we would, a couple times, we drove to the theater, and she would go see one movie, and I would go see, you know, Thor right. two or whatever, right. and and we both come out. How was yours? Mine was cool. How was yours? Oh, it was <laughs> great. 
Oh, she doesn't just get one cameo. She gets two cameos. She's on the train, and then later, she's the group of people that get off the train and look at um, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, walking around in the, the Cree-colored outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, okay. that's in all the right, same, right. like, couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. That's so, so, yeah, cool. and so, um, so yeah, so she, she reimagines uh, Carol Danvers. The internet mm. gets furious, the, like, neckbeard wing of the internet who have nothing to do but uh yell at women and threaten women all day because they're all super cool and they're a bunch of alpha winners um that's how you that's how you show strength is threats online of violence you're a tough guy we're very intimidated uh don't threaten people what are you a psycho what's the matter with you so i I, i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna um I'm going to take a second here to say that if if anybody that regularly uses Twitter is not following, um, uh, her name is uh, Ren Famous. Um, she is probably my my favorite um, uh, anti comic skater Smackdown, mm. um, and, and uh, she is she's like I, I've I've. Um, I've sent her thank yous for what she does. I've, I've been following her for, I guess, the past three, maybe four years. Definitely before, during, and then after Captain Marvel. And she's one of those folks where, like, I, I know that she has connections with, uh, like, Madeline Visaggio, who is mm-hmm. a, a trans comic writer. I, I would bet that she has, you know, probably bro-fisted uh, Kelly Sue at some point. Um, she's got connections with the, the My Little Pony community. Um, but she is just fantastic for... She writes comics. This this young lady, Ren Famous, she writes comics. But the thing that um, Ren Famous is the, the most famous for is um, just, like, logging onto Twitter day in, day out, and smacking down misogynist. Awesome. Like, it, it's just every tweet is her like uh <laughs> every tweet is just they're just poetry and it's like you know she obviously spent some time putting some work into making sure that the tweet is the ultimate um like you know uh uh um just the ultimate response from uh, a female reticle right from a f- female viewpoint perspective yeah. um and and it's just like these guys, especially the comic skaters or, or the the old kind of baby boomer community that, that weren't aware of the kind of seismic shift that has occurred in terms of uh, women awareness, LGBTQ awareness, trans awareness, etc. They, right. they just... She comes at them sideways and they're like, what did I do wrong? And she's like, well, I'm not going to... You know, it's not my job to educate you, but I will tell you that you did it wrong and I am going to keep telling you until you fucking stop. Yeah. Um, but it's... She is Evolve, just a bro. joy. Yeah, she is just a treat to follow because the, the speed at which she shuts these guys down, it's, it's the perfect antidote to watching these waves of comics comics gator type of folks come out of the woodwork to yell at folks like kelly sue and and brie larson that's the one that's still that that drives me 
it, as much as it drives me nuts, I totally understand why they do it. But at the same time, it drives me nuts that yeah, these that guys doesn't make cannot, it any easier to to swallow or to, to yeah, witness. they cannot they cannot separate the fact that the actress played the part from the fact that the the part was written for the character. Now, the cool thing is that Brie right. Larson very much owns Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. She's she like, her. oh yeah, I'm going to be this thick and thin, right? Yeah. But, you know, you think similarly of like, like uh, oh, I think I might get her name wrong, but I think it's, I think it's also, hold on, Kelly Sutran? Is it, let me see if I got, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Kelly um, M. Tran. Some, M yeah, something. Kelly Marie Tran. From yeah, who Star played Wars. Uh, Rose in in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that the, the Star Wars fans went oh my after God. her for playing a part. Wasn't she played that an terrible? engineer that just happened to be Finn's love interest. Who cares? It's a it's, it's a it's an okay movie her. at yeah. It's an okay movie at best, and they went after this actress that did a fantastic job of playing a resistance mechanic that becomes Finn's love interest, like. No one cares. She did her job. She she got a script. She acted the part. She came out the other side. She got torn apart for it. Now, the thing that I love is that she kind of turned around and, and she kind of came back. She kind of owned it. She, she kind of soaked it down. She said, all right, forget it. Uh, I'm not going to let this, uh, I'm not going to let this, you know, keep me down. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way back, you know. Good. Um, but the thing that I absolutely and that's love hard about to Brie do. Larson is that, yeah, the thing that I love about Brie Larson is that she's got that same absolutely indomitable, indefeatable energy that, that Kelly Sue DeConnick's got, which I started reading some of the articles about Kelly Sue while you and I were talking. And I love that there's this element of there's no way as a male that you could possibly shut me down. Because I have risen so far above you in terms of understanding where I am, both in this role and in this character and in the story universe that I'm creating, that that you are so far below me, and it's it's mm -hmm. just it's beautiful for that. Yeah, it's it's just beautiful for that. Yeah, and I am gonna push back. Uh, the Last Jedi was great. So okay, deal right. with that. Right. We can we can disagree on that, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to have this podcast endorsing a, a side on that. Because <laughs> right. that was my right. favorite right. of them. All right. Anyway. I, I have nothing to say. Go <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let it hang there. All I'm right. Unchallenged. Right. right. But that said, right. yes, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran was uh, treated awfully. And she deserved yeah. much better. But uh, the internet yeah. is garbage, and we need yeah. to fix it. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's um. So, Bitch Planet was a reaction to the reaction to Miss Marvel, to Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, and between those two, she started doing a, another incredible comic called Pretty Deadly, um, with an okay. artist named uh, Emma Rios. I want to give credit. Uh, the, the Bitch Planet artist is a guy named uh, Valentine Delandro. Okay. Delandro, Delandro. Um, All right. And he's just 
incredible. I love his style so much. Um, and right. Pretty Deadly, the artist is Emma Rios. And good grief, if this is not yeah. the most gorgeous comic on the shelves, then I don't know what is, because Pretty Deadly is stunning. Like I'm looking at it now. And I, wow. think, I think it's the Ooh. third volume just came through, uh, was The Rat. Came through, it finished up right. maybe six months ago, nine months ago, something like that. Right. Um, right. And it is sort of a, it's kind of a Western, uh, it has this sort of Western slash hundred years ago cities. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Look and feel, you know, kind of bowler hats in America feel. That's right, sort of right. from the late Western to the early cities, early urban. Yeah, life. I'm, I'm um, looking at it now. It's amazing. And you read it once just to drool over the artwork and just go, how right. did you do that? And then you read right. it a second time to read the story and go, wow, wow, whoa. They did that? What? <laughs> wow. And then you sit there and stare into space for a while, processing, and then you read it a third right. time to, to get it all together. Now that you've processed right. everything, you go back and read it again. Like, God, wow, I get it. Oh, man, this is amazing. <laughs> it right. is one of the best comics available. It is so right. stunningly good. Um, yeah, Pretty it, um, Deadly. And it, she is the the main character in Pretty Deadly. She is like kind of an avatar of death, like how in uh, Hinduism, you know, one god right. can have several avatars. It's kind of yeah. like that. And so there's like, right. and she is the death that brings like vengeance. And then there's right. a okay. death from like despair and suicide. And there's a death of like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to remember from right. the last volume that came out called The Rat, what the other versions of death were. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, I should point out it's one twenty-three in the morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, right? War, no, no, uh, no, no. Plague, it's just death, death, no. death, 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 death. There's all different okay. versions of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, and well, I'm like 50% listening to and also 50% like looking at all of the art for Pretty Deadly and just like kind of falling in love as I go through it. It's hard to look away. It's so yeah. incredible. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's extremely strong art. It's very good, and you can get lost in it. It's like hypnotic. Yeah, right. God. Um. Oh. Uh. So yeah, Pretty Deadly is just incredible, and so. These are these are probably the the three biggest uh, comics that she's known for are the Captain Marvel reimagining, uh, then Pretty Deadly, and then Bitch Planet. Um, right. Uh, she's out of Marvel now. She recently moved over to DC because she started doing Aquaman two years ago, and she's been working okay. on a Wonder Woman project for a while now i don't know exactly when it's going to come out it's called historia and that looks really cool it's for like dc comics black label i think is what it's called and it's like i mean 
it looks like taking it back to the Greek myth origins. Like oh, deep, 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 cool. deep, deep, deep Amazon stuff. Right. Super duper cool looking. Um, but something I touched on that I wanted to get back to with Bitch Planet, just to close that out, is so these big fan bases that I, that I was talking about that sort of follow her around that I'm part of, um, something that they have, that they started doing a few years ago when the comic came out with bitch planet is so when you, when a woman or a, a man, you know, if you're, if you don't fit the norm in any way, if you don't, not the norm, but what is expected, right. the, the mandated norm, uh, yeah, then you right, are, right. you are deemed non-compliant and you get yeah. an NC tattooed on you. And so people are getting NC tattoos in real life because of this. If they're, <laughs> if they're gay, nice. non-compliant. If they're outspoken, non-compliant. non-compliant. If they're transgender, non-compliant. If they're, you know, uh, if they re- think of themselves as a they, non-compliant. Uh, right, it's right. super duper cool. It's really awesome. And it's like... Oh, I see that like, now. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I've been searching through the Bitch Planet imagery... And I see the non-compliant tattoos. Yeah, that's so cool. These, these black stencil NC tattoos. Yeah, it's super duper I see cool, that. and I really love it. I yeah. think it's really awesome. And that's yeah, so like cool. all this that's stuff great, came out of this one concept. person's, uh, you know, giant brain. Um, yeah, I see that. There's the trans symbol for non-compliant overlaid. Yeah, that's so cool. Neat. Oh, that's neat. Um, love it. So she has other cool stuff that she does. So every, I want, I forget if it's once or twice a year. I want to say twice a year. Um, yeah. She does, and I think it's through Milk Fed. What is it? Milk Fed something is her like newsletter group. Um, it's their like organization. Um, anyway, but they do hashtag visible women which mm-hmm. is super cool and basically if you are a woman artist writer creator in art and comics they say hey I'm so and so I do this and they post right. images of their work hashtag yeah. visible women and Kelly Sue retweets all of them and oh that's team, awesome retweets all of them and then people like me see it to go wow cool and retweet all the ones that are super cool and it's mm-hmm. a great way to for me selfishly to find a bunch of cool artists to follow yeah but right right more importantly it is anti-gatekeeping because when we're talking mm-hmm. about Gamergate and we're talking about Comicsgate and we're talking about yeah you know angry neck beard dudes on the internet mm-hmm. mad about you ruined mm-hmm. my childhood yeah it's just gatekeepers and yeah exactly and that comes back to one of the things you and i've talked about going all the way back to the first episode of like Aroma, which is that gatekeepers are just terrible 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 people yeah and they think well people like me should have a say on what counts and what doesn't and right, right. you know and gatekeepers are why we have institutionalized racism. Gatekeepers are why we have institutionalized misogyny. Gatekeepers are why we yep. have institutionalized homophobia, institutionalized xenophobia, mm-hmm. 
institutionalized yeah. transphobia, institutionalized all these phobias, is, yep. and all this hatred, you know, uh, uh, ableism, all the, any sort of keeping a group of people down is because of gatekeepers. It's like, well, folks exactly like me are the ones with the, the right and the know-how and the genes and the, you know, the, the proper anointment by God to run everyone yeah. else's life. Right. And the embarrassing thing is now in 2020, it's exactly that flavor of person like you and I, straight cis white guys, uh, who are sort of the last to know. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. Oh, right. we, we were brainwashed from birth, though so we <laughs> were really important and more so <laughs> than others. Right. Help, help, please. That's <laughs> not Please help great. us learn. Yeah, yeah. And it's not your job to help us, but can you mm. help? That'd be nice. Yeah, right, uh, right. And they're just like, yeah, Google it, go away. You're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you're right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, teaching humility is hard. Uh, yeah. But uh, if I could wave teaching the magic wand humility and introduce and humility, teaching that would be great. allyship. Yes. Yeah, teaching humility and also teaching allyship, because one of the biggest things that I have seen a lot of, uh, you know, on my side of this, looking at the way that um, the Twitter universe interacts with um, the, the female content creating community, uh, and and you see this, there was a ridiculous amount of this that went on against um, some of the women that that. Um, wrote for created animated created animation and artwork for and edited um my little pony and then also that same kind of vitriol carried over to steven universe and carried over to um oh i'm drawing a blank on the other one that i'm trying to think of but anyway um steven universe is definitely a big example of it no, not no, a, no, well, no, no. I mean, yeah, because there was there was the um, the 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 Marceline and 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 oh, uh, Candy Princess relationship <laughs> at the end there. No, but yeah, no, there there was right towards the end of the um, of Adventure Time, um, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline the Vampire Queen go off and they have girl adventures together as buddies, and it it gets a little relationshipy. Uh, towards the end and I think they share a kiss and that uh, Steven Universe um, those content creators do an animated series um, and then now most recently She-Ra because near the end of She-Ra She-Ra ends up with this is the the Netflix version of She-Ra in the Netflix version of She-Ra she ends up with uh, Catra um, and the two of them fall in love Huh. And there, it, there was just, and I know, I know, Madeline Visaggio was involved in the Netflix Shira. I believe she was. Oh, okay. But it's that, it's that same, uh, you know, um, cave trolls with with beards and flannel yeah. coming out of the dark corners of the internet, going, "How dare you!" Right. You know, and it's like right. because we dare, because it's not because a there's you, no dude. reason. Right, right, exactly. These other folks. And, right. And yeah. uh, not only that, but, I mean, we've heard 
the story you want to have uh, told ad infinitum. There's right. no reason to tell it again. You know, ha- let the girls fall in love with girls. Let the, yeah. you know, let the girl be the hero, you know. And the thing is, the, like, the, if you want that story, it still exists. Like, it's on your bookshelf. Right. It's in your DVD deck. Right. It's on TV. Right. Like, they didn't go and delete that story. It's... yeah. They didn't delete your childhood. It's still on your shelf. You can still have yep, it. Exactly. Yeah. No one right. took it away. It's still there, dude. Yep. There's yep. just not only also has it... other stuff. Which yep. is good. Not only... More is good. Not only has it not gone away, but um, there are still corners of the Hollywood universe where... Um, male-dominated corners of the world still believe that that content is the only content to be generated. Well, and so I would you say still have that not stuff so much corners as, as dance floors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the, right. the giant middle main part yeah. of the room. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep, yep. No, but yeah, right. but, but talking about uh, the gatekeeping, like, um, so once she was able to get her foot in the door and get herself past the gatekeepers. She did the, the, the big thing, um, is hold the gate open for the, for someone behind you. And you can liken it to laying down on the barbed wire and letting the others Mm -hmm. run over your back. Right. right, You know, she's taken all those hits from the angry mobs so that it's not Mm -hmm. as hard for the next person. Right. Um, and that's awesome of her. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so yeah. that's part of what visible women is about. The hashtag visible women. It's like, Hey, I have this platform and I get attention now. Come over here. Let's get you some attention. And mm-hmm. she does uh, creators for creators, uh, is a nonprofit right. group and it gives grants and mentoring to new comic book people. It's the same sort of idea. Like, hey, I have my, I got, I got in, and it's, comics is one of those places like, you know, comedy and acting and all the, any sort of creative thing where they're like, hey, how did you, how did you get in here? How did you make it? It's like, oh, well, as soon as I got in, they barricaded that door. So you got to find some other door. You got to find another window or like drive a bulldozer through a brick wall to get in and then they'll close up that door. So there's no like first you A, then you B, C and then you D. Right. Because there's nothing procedural about it for anybody other than white men. Yeah. Well, and even and even well, there's exceptions. But yeah, for the most part. It's, you know, there it's it's music, it's musical chairs. There's, yeah. you know, there's 49 seats and there's 500,000 right. people trying to sit in them. Right. <laughs> and, and, exactly. You yeah. know, when the music stops, there's going to be 49 butts on chairs and everyone else yep. is outside. So yep. it's like, how how am I going to get to that chair? And yep. whereas yep. the gatekeepers are like, well, there's 49 chairs and so we need to keep everybody out who might mess up those chairs. Other folks yeah. are like, yeah. why don't we just get more chairs? I got some wood yeah. and some nails. I'll build a chair. 
come on, let's go over right. here and build chairs. Hey, you can't right. do that. That's not how we play. No, but this game's better. Yeah, but I think, you know, if you're going with that, 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 um, going with that chair metaphor, you know, I think the other piece of it, though, is the, the context, which is that the gatekeeper's whole thing, their, their whole reason for being, the whole reason for them gatekeeping, and I, I saw this recently in a Twitter thread as well, is that they, they make this argument where they say, no, 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 um, person X, Y, and Z cannot come in and sit down in the 50th chair. And I know this because I've spent my life studying the people who sit in chairs 1 through 49. <laughs> right. And I know, I know that every year previous that there have been 50 people in 50 chairs, right. that the demographic and the people and the methodology and the imagery that they've always had has always been X, right? And they point at whatever genre or whatever media has has not changed for, you know, two decades at least. Right. And then they say, and I know that because I put all this work in and because I spent all this time studying <laughs> person one through 49, I know who needs to sit in position 50. Right. And then you say, well, could it be a woman? No. Could it be a person of color? No. Could it be a trans individual? No. You know, and, right. and why? You know, because they don't fit, you know, and why don't they fit? Because I know, because I studied, right, and then it's just circular logic at that point. Yeah. And it's it's so defeating, it's so mentally exhausting, and it is... And that's why you just block. <laughs> block. Yeah. It ain't worth it. They want you to fight. Don't give them a fight. That's their prize. Yeah, coming back to the Kelly Sue thing now, and coming back to Brie Larson and 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 the women standing up to these guys, uh, the um, the thing that I love is that there is this new and and Kelly Sue has contributed to this, and 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 Brie Larson has contributed to this. Um, the the uh, Pendleton Ward who put together Adventure Time has definitely contributed. Uh, the folks who created Steven Universe have contributed. Where you can um, have female voices that say no back, which is yeah. like just incredibly important. And it's yeah. like you no can have is one of the greatest words of all time. Yeah, right. And it's like over the course of the past maybe twenty years, you had the the surge of female representation, more more prominent female representation in media. It isn't. But for the like the past ten years, maybe the past fifteen years, that you finally have, um, and definitely it's become a prominent thing over the course of the past five years. The the female character who's able to turn around and say, "I'm bucking the trope now. I'm going to go ahead and buck the stereotype now." Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, and and, and to have that is so important, and, and and it's awesome. It's awesome to watch it evolve, and it's awesome to watch it in practice in in these in this media. Yeah, yeah, it's fabulous, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of cool people doing it. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned a couple people. There's also um, G Willow Wilson, is uh, she created um, the Kamala Khan character? Okay, uh, she's All a right. Muslim comic book writer 
Um, that's her big oh, thing neat. is, is uh, redoing Miss Marvel with uh, Kamala Khan. Um, right. Kelly Thompson. Uh, she is. I really like her stuff. She did. Uh, um, she did a lot of gem comics. She did uh, Hawkeye, where instead of Clint Barton, it is. What's her name? Oh my God! I just brain farted. I don't know it off the top of my. Is it Kate Bishop Hawkeye? Yes, is that yes, who you're yes. Talking Kate about? Bishop. Thank you. Okay. All right. So she did Hawkeye with Kate Bishop and West Coast Avengers, where it's Kate Bishop and Gwen Poole and other cool guys like that. Um, she right. did the recent um, volume of Jessica Jones. Um, There's a couple of uh, Gambit and Rogue X-Men comics that she did, uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, and the other one might have just been called Rogue and Gambit. Okay. She did those. Anyway, so she does, and like people went bananas for those. So yeah, she does a lot of um, women-led Marvel comics. And the ones that right. I've read of hers are like super great. I really like what she did with Hawkeye and West Coast Avengers and Jessica Jones. Like, I really like, right. she's super great. Um, and, the, and, and they're all like buddies. Like it's like that's so cool. It's like the cool Marvel it's buddies, a com- it, and some of right, them are with them still. Cool some of friends. them are not with Marvel still. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is in there, who created okay. Jessica Jones and created Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, neat! Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like they're like their kids are. Oh, Uncle Brian, you know, like yeah, it's just like this cool little group of comic creator friends who through grit and thousands of hours of work took over (laughs) just just by being so good at what they do right took over the meat of marvel and changed they're like you know like yeah there's still a lot of boobs and spandex but not as much as there used to be and there are more women working there. There's more people of color. There's more demographics of people who did not have the platform. And they're getting a little more of them. There's still a lot more work to because do. Because Kelly there Sue is the one work, of the folks opening the door, Knocking the door down open. the gates and holding the gate open right. for the next person to, to climb through. Awesome. That's fantastic. And they are super cool. And so, yeah, Kelly Sudaconic, she's super cool. Her kids, her husband, her friends, her career. She's just an inspiring person. Uh, Two more things about her real quick. She coined the term the sexy lamp test. Uh, The sexy what test? Lamp, like a light. A lamp. Oh, sexy lamp. Oh, sexy sexy lamp. lamp test. Which is sort of... It's the sexy a, lamp test. Okay. You know, we know the Bechdel test. This is the sexy lamp test. Mm-hmm. If you can okay. replace your female character with a sexy lamp and the story still basically works, maybe you need another <laughs> draft. Oh, dear Lord. I okay. I love that okay. quote. That is... Oh, I my God. That's that fantastic. so much. <laughs> yeah. She is... Oh, super, wow. She's super cool. And uh, she yeah. and Fraction... Her husband, Matt Fraction, uh, not his actual name, but anyway. Uh, right, right. Kelly Sue and Matt uh, are very open about their past 
uh, struggles with addiction, and they've both been clean for right. a very, very long time, and that is inspiring. Oh, okay. All right. And actually, is, yeah. now that we're past midnight, uh, it is September whatever the next day is, and September 26th. I am officially 100 days without a drop. So that's pretty cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you, I sir. did not know that. That's yeah. awesome, man. Haven't had a Congrats. drop. I, uh, I was a drunk when I was a lot younger. I haven't been in a long time. I haven't been a mess in mm-hmm. a long time. But I was like, you know what? Let's just right. call it a day. Yeah. Huh. Well, and that's so, fantastic. Yeah. I, I was not aware of that. That's that's great, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And it's that's fantastic. Uh, inspired by people like Kelly Sudaconic, like Matt Fraction, like David Letterman. Yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, lots of people who have said, you know what, right. I'm done. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, no, well, that's that's really badass, dude. And and my most you know humble hats off to you. Uh, that's um, <laughs> my drinking habit has improved a bit since I. <laughs> it's cheaper. Since that's coronavirus for sure. has occurred. Yeah, it's uh, definitely cheaper. Um, yeah, but anyway, but no, so I um I don't want to marginalize that, and I, I do want to just say straight up, um I was I was not aware, and that's very cool, dude, and and I'm proud of you, Thanks. as as a buddy, and as someone that has known you for a long time, that's really, that's really cool, and and I know the amount of hard work that goes into that, and I'm 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 very proud of you, and it's it's gonna keep you here longer, which is. I mean, you know, at least to me, that's really important. So. Yeah, hey. More of me. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, Kelly Sue, for for uh, leading the way once again. Thanks, Kelly uh, Sue, for getting Dan off the booze. He's safe. <laughs> uh, but mostly for that other stuff. All that really yeah. awesome stuff. So, yeah. Go read Bitch Planet. It'll knock your socks off, and you'll be like, "Hey, where'd my socks go?" Um, yeah, I was actually I was I was scrolling and scrolling through the Google image search for Bitch Planet, and I was kind of mentally bookmarking that I need to go see if it's on Libby or if I, I need to see if I can get it from my local library because yeah, impressive. yeah, library. I really or, like it. Order it or, or yeah. find it in a yeah. shoebox in the back of someone's van. Something. Get your. Get That's your how way. I do all my comic book searching. Get yeah. your greasy paws on it somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bitch Planet is a amazing. giant, pretty deadly. Is giant amazing. nondescript van usually pulls up in front of my house, and this guy, <laughs> uh, the driver's seat's got this huge beard, and he says, "Hey, what are you the comics?" And I, I say, <laughs> "Yes, I love some comics." And I get in, and then every time that I pick the comics that are written by female writers, he's, "Hey, that's, that's not why I brought the van up here. I'm, I'm trying to instill <laughs> gatekeeping." And I say, "Well, I'm gonna jump out of the van now with these great female women right." Uh, written comics bye <laughs> that was a terrible joke and um and as the but uh, uh it, it goes with the theme of the podcast so and uh, as it dries I got off that going for me as it dries off it's like the ice cream van but instead of the ice cream truck but instead of pop goes the weasel it plays the super friends theme yeah i was gonna say either that or just like non-stop john philip susan music um, <laughs> and so, as the comic book truck drives away, our heroes face and turn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go just, if her name's on it, read it. 
because it's going to be good stuff. It seems. Especially Bitch Planet, especially Pretty Deadly, especially Captain Marvel. And from what I hear, especially Aquaman, I must confess I've not read it because I am like, okay, I go through phases where I'm like, whoa, I'm reading too many comics. And I bring it back down and then I'm like, hey, I'm not reading enough comics. And then it goes back up. (laughs) And it caught me in an ebb. Yeah. Um, Right. Anyway, go read her. She's super cool. She's the best. And with that... I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm going to say, Aaron, play us out. Give us that good closing music there, sir. I can't think of the lyrics for the rest of the song, but I'm going to sing like it's a bunch of verses. Because girls just want to have fun. All girls just want to have fun. That's it. (sighs) You're fired. (laughs) my my cat's sitting on my neck you might hear him purring i'm gonna do the next podcast with him okay (laughs) hey nachos sure are good right (laughs) you ever have the ones where they put the the sauce on it All right, we're done, right? Yeah, we're done.